Welcome to the Anxiety Slayer series. Our mission is to assist you with creating more peace and tranquility in your life through anxiety release exercises and supportive tools created to slay your anxiety. Hey, Ananga. So good to be with you again for another Slayer session. We're back together to talk about some more listener questions. We had an excellent question come in. It's about persistent negative thoughts and how we can get caught in that loop. And basically, we're just being asked if we have any advice or any ideas to support somebody who is in that place where their mind and the thoughts that are circling around in their head start to scare them. Sure. That's a really horrible place to be in. I think it's something we've all experienced at one time or another. I know I certainly have. And it's a very difficult thing initially to deal with, something you certainly need some tools or techniques with, because, of course, we're so much in our mind and all our thoughts are in there. So you're trying to use the mind to get away from the mind and we get very caught up and disturbed. But... Ayurvedic wisdom, which we've spoken about previously, teaches that we're not our minds. Our minds are just made of thoughts, and above the mind is our intelligence. So first thing I learned that really helped me escape from this horrible loop of persistent negative thinking was to understand that you can use your intelligence to apply techniques to observe the mind and to calm the mind down. So instead of just being caught up in that horrible soup of persistent, nasty thoughts that make your body then react with so many symptoms of stress and anxiety that you can actually come to this place of using your intelligence to look at your mind and give it a bit of a talking to or apply some techniques that really can help you settle it down. I've found that EFT is really helpful when my mind gets away from me. And I've also found that the power of affirmations is is really supportive if my mind is just really off the, off the tracks, if I can just come back and remind myself with that really supportive self-talk that even though I'm feeling out of control or even though the thoughts that I'm having right now scare me, I love and accept myself completely. Mm-hmm. And to be able to tap through that or um, if it's something that comes up in the middle of the night if you wake up and you're restless and your your mind starts to really take off, that an affirmation as simple as I am peaceful repeated over and over again, or breathing techniques that we've talked about. I mean, there's just so many supportive tools available to help really calm that monkey mind. There are. There are some wonderful tools out there. I think EFT is definitely a real favorite of mine. I always know something's good if I've been using it for more than a decade, and I have. Mm-hmm. And I think the great thing about EFT is, as you said, you're stating exactly what you're going through. Rather than trying to push the negative thoughts or the persistent unwanted emotion aside, you're saying, even though I feel like this, I accept myself. And I think there's something very powerful in that, in just owning how you feel and what you're going through. And then, of course, it's very quick and easy and such a relief from that point to be able to tap the sequence through of the EFT tapping points and just feel that persistent unwanted state that you're suffering from start to dissolve and drain away and you really can feel it start to evaporate Uh from your mind and body and in my experience with using EFT what what normally happens is it goes through two stages 
Firstly, you get that naming your problem and the beginnings of relief as you start to tap the sequences through. And then there's the second stage where you're resourceful. Emotional intelligence comes back online and you start to feel that you can cope or that you've got other insights or you sort of become your own best friend and you start looking at things a different way that just feels so much more comfortable and acceptable to you. Being fairly new to EFT, I am continually amazed each time I use it how, how quickly I can tap into that higher intelligence. It's, um, it's so simple that it's <laughs> just one of those things like, oh, oh, thank goodness. I'm so glad that I have this available to me and that it's something that, um, that I can do anywhere, use anywhere, and really bring myself back to a, a more calming, grounding place. Yeah, it's great. It's a real gift and just works so nicely, so self-respecting, private. You know, sometimes we don't always want to speak our deepest, darkest thoughts, even to people close to us. We don't necessarily want to give them voice. It's just really nice to be able to say, okay, I'm feeling like this, or I'm thinking this, and have something that you can do to immediately start to diffuse it and get yourself more comfortable. And of course, the other side of doing that is that it frees up so much energy in our body and mind and reduces so much stress because when we're trying to hold thoughts away with our with our mind the mind gets really exhausted it's a very self-healing lovely thing to be able to do the other thing that i find to be really useful is to continue to practice being mindful and being a witness of my thoughts and and what i mean by that is when something comes up if it's negative where i can really ask myself is that true? Mm. Or watch it and go, wow, there that loop is again. You know, mm-hmm. that's something that that's a pattern for me. And and maybe when I'm overtired or maybe when I haven't uh, allowed myself sufficient self-care, uh, I'll notice that sometimes I'll fall back into a pattern. And now that I'm in a place where I can witness that, I've noticed that that loop is closed much quicker just by purely, again, just witnessing just like oh that's interesting look at how that's come back that's that's not true that's something that that used to apply or that used to be in in my life but is no longer applicable now yeah really interesting and again i think that that witnessing comes from that looking at your mind from your intelligence instead of being in your mind and suffering the contents of your mind you're looking at it which means you're you know you're taking a step back and a, a step above I remember the day when it dawned on me that you could do that. I didn't know you could do that. And one day it just kind of happened that my mind was giving me hell and I just told it to stop. And it did for a moment. And then I realized that's really interesting because instead of being in there feeling a pounding heart and fast breathing and, you know, whatever our mind throws up, we react to immediately. Instead of being in that emotional state of suffering with what my mind came up, I was aware that a different part of me said, I'm not doing this, just stop it. And it just let up enough for me to see that window of opportunities. Like, oh, I didn't know you could do that. <laughs> it's a gift. It's, it it's is, truly it's a, a gift. It's yeah. a blessing. And then I started looking at different ways and different techniques that can help us do that. You know, you talked about witnessing and observing what you're going through with that sort of more detached observation. It's so much less painful to be able to do that. And then you get the space and clarity to decide how you want to deal with it. And I think one of my favorite uh, lessons that I learned in doing that 
is to, when you have a negative, persistent emotion troubling you, to first of all, name it, whatever it is that you're going through, name it, then drop it. Even if you can't fully drop it because it's bugging you, just hypothetically make the, the understanding that for now you're just going to drop it. Okay, that's enough. And then to immediately look at where you are right now and what you're doing just with a, just a basic factual observation. Like if I felt anxious now, woman sitting on a chair talking to my friend. Where am I? Who am I? What am I doing? Just really basic. Mother helping her child with her homework. Wife cooking dinner for the family. Husband driving the car to work. Instead of that anticipatory, horrible anxiety, which will drag you right through a movie in your head of such suffering, just stop and say where you are and what you're doing. And that's a really effective way of stopping that suffering. I've used that many, many times. I learned that from a lovely lady called Tony Bernard, who wrote a book called How to Be Sick, a Buddhist-inspired guide for the chronically ill. And in that book, she gives lots of techniques for coping with the despair and the anxiety that comes with having a body that's been sick over a period of time. And I think that's one of my favorite teachings from that book. I recommend reading it if you're suffering from stress or anxiety, even if you don't have a physical illness, the coping tools that she gives and the compassion and insight with which she gives them is definitely worth, worth a read. Oh, good. I'll have to get my hands on a copy of that. Thank you for sharing. There's something else that comes to mind in, uh, for me is the getting outside, getting into nature, getting my feet in the sand, on the grass and the ground. You hear that, you know, go clear your head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it really is something that is that simple to sometimes just get yourself outside in a natural setting in a natural surrounding or if if you find that that's um, difficult based on where you live to allow yourself to go to a botanical garden or a greenhouse or you know somewhere where you can be surrounded by this natural beauty and um, it will ground you every time yeah absolutely you can feel it happening when you create the space. We have a the river now near where we live. It's quite shallow. It's about knee deep. And many times I would just go and stand in it. If I've had a busy day on the computer or if I'm stressed or concerned about something, I literally just go and take my shoes off and stand, mm. stand in the river. And I can feel it. I can feel all the stress and heat and anxiety just draining out of my head and if I can get my feet in the sand or the mud at the bottom of the river and just really imagine that I'm just rooted in there or, or be rooted in there, just be with that experience, then that's, that's helped me many, many times. Yeah, really important. Well, I think we've shared several techniques and ideas to support persistent negative thoughts, but wonder if you have anything else you might like to share before we close our session for today. I think that... Uh, that what we've shared is really worth experimenting with uh, the grounding techniques and EFT tapping or the quick anxiety stopper, which you can find out more about both of those on our website. And this just bringing it back to the present, just noticing what you're going through and labeling that and then dropping it and being where you are, describing where you are. I think that those are all good things to really play with and to see which one resonates with you the most and give it a go, give it a try and stick with it. Honor yourself by really allowing yourself to experiment and keep with it until you feel better. Mm. Well, I'm, I'm so glad we had the opportunity to come together again today. And for all of our listeners, please continue to send 
your questions. We'd love to answer them in future Slayer sessions. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Anxiety Slayer. We hope you found this podcast supportive and invite you to visit the Slayer store for our new offering, EFT for Anxiety, your comprehensive touchstone for emotional freedom technique. You can find the Slayer store at anxietyslayer.com.